Hey everyone, welcome to episode 122 of the Take Back Your Territory podcast. My name is Lindsay. I am actually surprised that I'm recording this because it has been a day, but I have been um, in a little bit of a funk and I've been processing through my stuff and preparing to have a better day tomorrow. And I wanted to share with you my process. Now, I'm not obviously expecting you to do this. Um, I don't know if I did this in the book, but this was just something that I did tonight as I was praying and preparing for tomorrow and um, just kind of come down from the day. So we all have circumstances that are going on in our life. And a lot of times our circumstances can dictate our emotions. They can dictate our thoughts. They can dictate how we feel about ourselves, our outcome on our life, whether that be positive or negative. And we can get wrapped up in our circumstances and allow them to lead us And the truth of the matter is, is that when we are living and operating in our lives, being self-aware and being uh, no longer surrendered to our circumstances and no longer kind of just surrendered to life and whatever it throws at us, then there it is. Um, Once we come into a place in our lives, a place of agency, and ownership, we learned that our circumstances are just our circumstances, but it is always going to be the narrative. It's always going to be the story that we're telling ourselves about our circumstances that will dictate our perspective, our perception, our outcome. Um, are we going to be in a fixed mindset, a growth mindset? Um, it's, it's always going to be the narrative and the story that we tell ourselves to determine the next step or even how we feel about our life. So just imagine, you know, kind of being um, in, in an observant type of a situation where you have uh, two different people and they have the exact same circumstances going on in their life. They're, they're both middle-aged and they have some health issues and they have, um, you know, a difficult marriage and they have some kids and they have financial issues and one person complains and moans and never thinks that there's any way out of this. And this is just my lot in life. It's never going to get any better. I'm suffering. I'm struggling. And the other person shows up to her life every single day with hope, um, does things by faith, has a prayerful life, um, and, you know, seeks wisdom and chooses to live in a space of forgiveness um, and not toxic positivity, but just like, let's look on the bright side here um, and really takes ownership of her life. And in taking ownership of her life, um, she knows that I can think this way or I can think this way. And whichever way I'm thinking about these things is the direction that I'm going to go. I'm sure you have people like this in your life and 
even just being around people who are more focused on the negative versus people who are more, more focused on the positive, you can get a, like a spiritual high or even a spiritual subtraction from the people that you surround yourselves with based on how they carry themselves and also um, how they speak. I'm reminded of the scripture in Philippians 4, obviously. <laughs> rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men because the Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the God of peace, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then in Philippians 4, 8, Paul writes, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, if anything is worthy of praise, dwell on these things. And the God of peace will be with you. I have a note written just below the scripture. It says, suffer well. Suffer well. So after a hard day today, I am quieting myself, getting ready to tuck my kids in. And I took myself through a process to flip the script, to change the narrative, because I'm not a girl that likes to go to bed um, anxious or upset or have any negative feelings. Um, I've done that way too long for 99% of my life. And I refuse to do that any longer. I do want to wake up tomorrow feeling much better and with a much more positive outlook. So here's what I did. Here's the meat and potatoes. We're not going to uh, sugarcoat or beat around the bush tonight. So what I did, so just grab your notebook, grab a piece of paper, whatever. It doesn't have to be pretty. And I literally just listed all of my circumstances, all of the things that are actually the negative parts of my life, the things that are maybe sucking the energy out of me, the things that blindsided me today. Um, I'm still dealing, I'm still recovering from sickness. I'm still, I have a, a really big thing going on tomorrow. I'm concerned about my coaching and there's finances and I have children and I'm not losing any weight. And Um, I just listed bullet point after bullet point after bullet point of all of the things that are going on in my life that are big, that are heavy, that I don't like. I just listed all of my circumstances and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have 11. (laughs) So write down your circumstances, all the things. And then I ask the question, what is the story? What is the narrative that I want to tell myself about my life? Because we can look at this the same way or two different ways. We can look at our circumstances and we can say, what is the narrative I'm telling myself about my life? We can identify that. And I do that a lot in my coaching 
Well, what is the story you're telling yourself about that? And I am telling my, I was telling myself the story about my circumstances, that this is too much, that this is too hard, that I'm too tired, that I'm not recovered, that, that I can't do this, that it's too big, that I, I want to give up, that I feel like a failure. That is the story that I was telling myself all day today. One thing after another, after another, after another. But the question that I asked myself was, what is the story that I want to tell myself? And the story that I want to tell myself, that I want to come up into faith in, is that I am healing and that God is healing me. That is the story. That is the Ebenezer. That is the place in my foundation that I want to put my flag and I want to sit there and say, I am healing and God is healing me. So the next question that I asked myself was, how can I co-work or co-operate with, with God? What is the work that I can do in my healing? What is the work that I can actually do in my life in order to come into alignment with this narrative or come into alignment with the story that I want to tell myself that I am healing and God is healing me? So I so the next thing that I did to answer this question of how I can co-work or cooperate with God is I made a list of the things that I personally can control. These are the things that I can actually control. I can control what I practice. I control what I preach to myself. I control what goes in my mouth, what goes in my body, what goes in my mouth. I can control how I spend my time, how I spend my energy. I control my stress load by removing plastic plates, which I'll talk about at the end of this. I control how often and how I move my body. I control how I'm balancing and paying attention to my body. I control my thoughts. I control what I say. I control what I'm telling myself. I can also control if I'm reaching out for help, if I'm uh, going to my community and asking for prayer, if I'm getting a massage, if I'm doing some extra stretching. I control my nutrition, my supplementation, how many vitamins and minerals I'm getting. I control what I spend my money on. So after you write your circumstance and you identify the story you are telling yourself or you want to be telling yourself, make your list of all of the things that you can actually control in your life and the things that you can co-work and cooperate with God in your circumstances. And then for number four, write down, oh, sorry, yep, for number four, write down what you can't control, what you need to put into God's hands. 
And a lot of times the things that I have to identify that I have to put into God's hands are the things that I'm generally afraid of and I'm too prideful to let go of. So what I can't control is an unexpected flare in my body. I can't control what anyone else does, what anyone else thinks, or what anyone else says to me. I also can't control the results or the outcome of my work. It says in the Bible that we plant the seeds and we water, but God causes the growth. And so when I think about my work, when I think about ministry, when I think about mothering, when I think about wifing, when I think about friending, I plant seeds, I water, I do the work with God, with the things that I can actually control, but he is in charge of the results. He is in charge of the outcome. Just like the scripture says that a man makes plans in his heart, but the Lord establishes his steps. So number four is write down the things that you can't control and that you just need to release to the Lord. And then for number five, I write down the plan. Because since we do have control, since we are co-heirs, since we are co-workers, since we, are co we, since we cooperate with God and his Holy Spirit, we can make a plan. And, and generally our plan will look like a self-care plan because we can control the way that we take care of ourselves, right? So that's vitamin supplementation, nutrition, movement, my screens off by 7 p.m., how much workload I'm taking on, being bed by 9, be up at 5 or 5.30. I have an anxiety treatment that I do once or twice a day, which really helps. Um, I can do a sauna every day. I can do dry brushing. I can get into fasting. I can take naps. I can get a massage. Um, I can make sure I'm not eating refined sugar or gluten or processed food. And then we can get more strategic with our plan from there. And y'all, this took me about 15 minutes. And maybe I'm, you know, just better. I'm just, I've just practiced this. But if you are kind of at your wit's end and you're just like, Ugh, try this. Write your circumstances. Figure out the narrative. Um, write down what you can control and what you need to let go of the Lord. And then just make a plan. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Okay? So to keep this short and sweet, I want to talk about the plate thing. And I don't remember where I heard this, but I talk about this in one of my nutritional videos. And it has helped me um, come out of people-pleasing. It's helped me come out of self-betrayal. It's helped me prioritize my life. And it's basically this. So we have, we're spinning, especially as women, we are spinning plates. And we have two different types of plates that we spin. Um, some of the plates are plastic. And if they fall, they won't break, they'll bounce. And some of the plates are glass or crystal or ceramic or slim. They're the plates that if they fall, they will break and they will shatter. So the plastic plates that will bounce and they won't break, and it doesn't really matter if you drop the plate. 
um, those are things that you are spinning, that you are trying to remain in control of, that you don't really need to be caring or really need to be focusing on. But maybe you think you need to control it. Maybe you think you need to keep spinning it. But you really don't. And then the plates that we have are the real priorities in your life, where if they fall, if you actually drop that plate, like your marriage, like raising your children, like maybe your job, or a certain relationship in your life, or even your health, if those plates fall, there isn't really a, there's a glue, <laughs> but they shatter. So we want to remove as many plastic plates as we possibly can, the things that really don't matter, the things that really aren't priorities in our lives so that we can continue spinning the plates that are breakable. You know, um, I've, I've, I've kept this in the back of my mind and I heard in different renditions of this from, you know, women that were older than me in ministry where the Lord reminded them when they got into ministry and they still had children at home, don't go out ministering to other people and allow the enemy to bring in a seed of rejection or abandonment or whatever into your own home. Focus on your own home first. Keep your own house clean first, right? And I think as people, as women that are that are believers and we're in ministry and, and we, we often are broken bread and poured out wine, we still have to remember, oh, these, pla- these are my plates. These are my people. These are my plates. And I'm the only one that can spin this plate. Somebody else can maybe take the plastic plates off my table, off my, my sticks of spinning. But these precious crystal porcelain plates, like my marriage and my children and my job or certain priorities in my life, my health, those are the plates that I have to spin and do whatever I can to make sure that they don't fall. So as you're going about your, you know, number three, what you can control, think about those plates because maybe you need to start taking things off of your plate. Maybe you need to put down some plastic plates. Maybe you need to um, come out of people pleasing. And, And because really at the end of the day, we can't control what people think of us. We can't control how they feel about us. We can't control what they think about us. Um, That's actually a form of witchcraft because it's a form of domination. It's a form of manipulation. So let's not do that. All right. Thank you for joining me. A short and sweet one today. I hope you like it. And please let me know um, on Instagram or on Facebook or send me a message or a comment of um, how good this or how well this exercise helped you. And I hope you can practice it every day, every day, every day, every day. You know, just take 5, 10, 15 minutes at the end of every day to really just pour everything out, write it out, speak it out, say it out, 
and move yourself through because the worst place to be is in neutral. Worst place to be is stuck. And doing simple little exercises like this can help get you uh, moving through so that you can keep moving forward. All right, chat later.